The great outdoors is a place of enjoyment, peace, and solitude. But at times, the outdoors experience goes dark. Increasingly, outdoors lovers are encountering criminal elements, psychos, dangerous wildlife, and strange weather occurrences. Our goal is to raise awareness by equipping you with cutting-edge information and to shine light into the dark outdoors. Welcome to Dark Outdoors. This is Chester Moore. One of the strangest investigations I've ever been a part of is the continuing mysterious killing of horses. I first began to investigate horse killings in Texas in 2020 when five horses were killed in a neighborhood in Pearland, Texas, which is just outside of Houston, literally within basically Houston metro area from May through August. Horses were killed. One was even proven to be stabbed to death. Meat was harvested. It was a very, very bizarre scenario. And then I started doing some digging. And then I found out that there was a horse killed, a little girl's horse in Liberty, Texas. That little girl's horse was killed. And then a week later, another one was killed on the same road. When the first girl's horse was replaced by a horse rescue on Valentine's Day of all days, that horse was shot as well. Officials with the local police department actually said they were concerned someone was practicing on horses to eventually kill humans. It was very strange, this idea of a horse serial killer. And then I found out by really wild situations that horses were being killed from Port Mansfield up 77 um, along I-37, I-35, all in that south of San Antonio corridor, very similar patterns. Horses owned by young girls, ridden and showed on Facebook, horses killed and left to lay in pastures. Very, very disturbing, very similar to what was happening in Liberty, Texas. And then when I wrote about these things, I had people approach me who didn't want to talk out to the public and literally say, my horses were killed. People who had horses killed and left to lay. People had horses killed and meat harvested. A lot of really, really strange stuff going on. And the way I've kind of broken this down, I believe there's at least two different things going on. There is obviously some kind of illegal horse meat trade going on in the United States and definitely happening in Texas. The ones in Pearland, meat was harvested. It's very bizarre to me that even if you had a criminal mind, you would go into five anchor ranchettes in basically the metro area of Houston when there are horses all over pastures in rural areas all over the state. They'd be much easier to kill and not get caught. That's bizarre to me, but there's definitely a meat component. However, there's another one that there are definitely, in my opinion, at least a horse serial killer in Texas for sure. And recent reports showing there is a definite horse serial killer in Nevada. Uh, security cameras have captured a very mysterious man wearing a mask, walking into uh, a horse facility outside of Las Vegas, and he's killed so far four horses in four separate events. Someone walking into facilities, someone walking in, going to close range, killing a horse, Boom, you're dead and leaving. Very strange. This will be the last episode 
of season one of Dark Outdoors. But I promise you, in season two, we're going to get even deeper into this investigation of the mysterious horse killings. Um, it's an issue I put into the Dark Outdoors category. Obviously, horses live outdoors, but some of this is happening in rural areas. What would happen if you were in a pasture going, maybe a rabbit hunting at night and came across the horse killer? I mean, this is strange, strange stuff happening out there. And although the media has picked up on the Vegas scenario because it's in one of the largest cities in America, Las Vegas, a media hub, and the Houston ones, other ones are going basically silent. Not a whole lot said about them. So it's going to be a very interesting show talking about the horse killings and maybe some ideas of what's really going on out there. So to join us in our next segment I have my good friend Jeff Stewart has been investigating this. When I called him one day in 2020, I said, hey, but I need you to investigate East Texas horse killings. He took off on one direction. I sort of took off on another on the same topic. And we're coming together on this program to talk about some of our theories of what's going on out there with these weird and strange horse killings. In increasing numbers, people across North America are going missing in the wild. Dark Outdoors is committed to shining light on this topic and raising awareness when public interest in these cases fades away. This episode's Missing in the Wild comes from Wayne County, New York. The DeWitt Police Department are searching for a missing man named David Benz, age 68, from Jamesville. He was reported missing by his family after he left his home in a vehicle and failed to pick up his daughter from work October the 20th. He was last seen operating a red 2012 Honda Civic sedan. According to police reports, his vehicle was found at the Walcott Family Dollar on Whiskey Hill Road on Monday night. He may be wearing a dark-colored long-sleeve top, light-colored jeans or khakis, dark-colored footwear, and a ball cap. He wears glasses and was last seen on foot in the area of New Hartford Street. This is why this qualifies as a missing in the wild candidate. Benz is known to frequent state forest and his vehicle may be in or near parking areas for trailheads in these locations. Anyone who believes they've seen Benz are asked to call 911 immediately. Call 911 immediately. This is Chester Moore, and if you love horror, you need to go to Texas Frightmare Weekend. Texas Frightmare Weekend is a Southwest premier horror convention and film festival. Now entering its 17th year, the event will now take place May 26 to 28, 2023 at the Irving Convention Center in Toyota Music Factory. Texas Frightmare Weekend is proud to announce the return of John Carpenter, legendary director of Halloween, The Thing, The Fog, Escape from New York, They Live, and many more. Tickets and info are available now at TexasFrightmareWeekend.com. That's TexasFrightmareWeekend.com. When I first heard about these horse killings, I reached out to my friend Jeff Stewart. Jeff is a blogger, he's a writer, he's a public speaker, a hunter and a fisherman. He has kind of his, uh, his tentacles out there in all elements of anything in East Texas that is outdoors related, including the farming and ranching lifestyle. And uh, I called Jeff one day and said, man, we got to look at this horse killings thing. And Jeff's like me. He's not shocked by a whole lot, but... I remember Jeff going, dang, this is kind of weird. So welcome to the program, Jeff Stewart. Thanks, Chester. Man, this is 
this is the you know talk about dark outdoors this is dark yeah 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 it's just so baffling and weird and this trail started for us back in 2020 when i read about the killings in Pearland, already referenced on the program and then we started looking at things in east texas and what was really weird, Jeff, is I would be talking to people about this, and they would tell me about horse killings that hadn't been reported to the cops or the media. Yeah. Yeah, I got, we got several of those. Uh, you know, put a uh, social media post out about it, and the next thing you know, your inbox is lighting up, and somebody's, hey, my you know neighbor down here, their horse uh, mysteriously came up dead in their pasture, or they had one that was in a... Uh, a corral or something that had no way of, of, you know, impaling itself or something, and it would get a mysterious uh, puncture wound or something bled out in the corral. Uh, we had lots of, of feedback. Yeah, it's really, really bizarre. And, of course, the uh, the verified horse serial killer outside of Las Vegas caught on camera. Uh, very strange situations. But the, what I want to talk to you about first is sort of – you know, we've talked about before how there were sort of two different things going on. There seems to be a meat harvest that's happening, like the ones in Pearland. And then there are ones that are just killed and left to lay. And kind of what I've seen is you've got the ones that are shot, probably from a rifle. And then you've got the ones that are stabbed. And there may actually be more stabbing activity than we know about. Yeah, we ran into at least two or three recent uh, horse killings where they had puncture wounds. And, and we kind of uh, dove into the puncture wound thing and did a little research and found uh, a weapon that fit the wounds on at least one of these horses, maybe more, but we only got one good picture to go on. And it's a, a weapon that is designed for killing to where the there's no way you can stitch the wound. You can't close the wound. You can't repair the wound. It's a 100% bleed-out type situation. And that was quite disturbing to find that somebody could walk up to a horse. Because you, you've got to walk right up to them. Yep. You can't do this from a distance. You've got to walk up to the horse. You know, and you've got this horse that's sitting there, oh, I'm happy to see you and all this stuff. And then you've got to take this instrument and plunge it into this animal. And then watch as this animal bleeds to death in front of your eyes. I mean, this is such a disturbing individual or individuals that could uh, perpetrate such a crime that, that I mean, it, it goes beyond the realm of most people's imagination, even people that love horror movies and things that you and I do. Yeah. Uh, we couldn't imagine ever, even even we hunt deer and we hunt things like that. We would never even do that to an animal that we were going to eat. We wouldn't watch it suffer to death. No, it's very strange. And a lot of calculating level to this. The first thing that really caught me, and all of this is, number one, the people doing this have to be very familiar with horses. Uh, you know, you can't just walk up to every horse in a pasture somewhere. you got to have confidence in kind of that thing to where you know horses well. And in the case of the Pearland killings, the horses were being walked out 
the fence being cut, and then they were being killed outside of the fence, being stabbed. And uh, that's very, very bizarre. There's a case in Port Arthur that um, a horse was killed and stabbed and left to lay there, and it matched what was going on in Pearland, but no meat harvest. And you mentioned the, the instrument that you discovered that was used for these particular kind of killings that was basically the kind that is, you know, no mercy, no, no quarter. You're gonna, we're going to kill whatever we're stabbing. Someone's thinking this out. And that probably bothers me more than anything, Jeff, that this is not something that's like random, as bad as it is where we had like the case that was shown on Lone Star Law, the kids going out and shooting horses and cattle and all that stuff. That's one level of bad. But multiple people taking the time to plot out where they're going to go, what they're going to do, and kill the horse is bizarro land. And you wonder what the motivation is behind yeah. the, the killing of a horse, not, not the harvesting of the meat. We, we've talked about the harvesting of horse meat. There's a lot of people that, uh, and not putting any uh, uh, bad uh, connotations on immigrants, but there are people that have immigrated here that in their home countries, horse meat is a delicacy. Yep. Uh, and Europe and parts of Asia, parts of Central America. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not a, a far stretch that there is a, a black market yep. for horse meat around here. But we're talking horses that are not being uh, uh, butchered. We're talking mm-hmm. about horses that are just being killed mm-hmm. and left to, to, to lay. And, you know, when you shoot a horse or you shoot something from a distance, there's all kinds of, of uh, uh, mean people, idiots, everything else out there that will, you know, take a rifle and shoot an animal from a distance because they're mad at a neighbor or they don't like this or that. There's a a disconnection there between what you're doing. You know, pulling a trigger, boom, you drive away. There's a big difference in that than cutting a fence, walking in, getting, you know, old buckshot by by the harness and leading him out of the corral. And he thinks, oh, boy, we're going riding. And they lead him out and then take a bladed instrument and heal this animal right there, physical contact, touching them, watching them die. That goes right down to basic, uh, uh, one Oh one type criminal, uh, investigation back whenever I was a law enforcement officer where we saw things like that. And that was precursors to, you know, someone killing people. Yeah, and the case in Las Vegas that I talked about in the first part of this program, and we got the guy, and he's wearing a weird mask, killed four horses over what I believe were four different times coming into this facility with a handgun. So walking into a place where horses are being kept, killing a horse and leaving, and then coming back. And so it's very, the whole thing that really that I think needs to be addressed is, number one, the public needs to know that I'm going to say this, and I know you're going to agree with me. There is at least one, and I believe several, horse serial killers in Texas without, without any question about this. Without a doubt. And what is causing the horse killings, the meat thing aside, that's a different thing, as bad as it is for going and killing someone's horse, we know that there's a black market, and unfortunately, any market on the planet has people who will fill that void. But the ones were like the little girl, 
the two little girls in Liberty that had their horses killed, left to lay, and the little, one little girl had hers replaced by a horse rescue on Valentine's Day in 2019, and it was killed that night in her yard. And then I, we found all the ones that were killed along like the uh, Highway 77 corridor down from like Port Mansfield up and around San Antonio, all that area, I-35, recent killings, shot left to lay, profile of all of these pretty much have some young girl on social media horse riding. It's very strange. But there are also reports last year of many horse killings in France, and government officials there believe it has occultic-type ties. You know, this is... I'm, I'm not wanting to, again, put any individual or anybody, but I've really noticed a very large following uh, since social media has been so uh, prevalent mm -hmm. of different paganist type religions. Yep. Um, and I'm not blaming anyone in, in, in particular, not sure. wanting to, to, you know, throw shadow on anybody, but for every uh, pagan type religion that is peaceful and, you know, doesn't want to do any harm and blah, 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 and all that, there's probably one out there that, is kind of on the flip side of that. Uh, I know growing up and being really heavy in the um, kind of heavy metal genre and stuff, there were those of us that were into heavy metal and everything that were just into heavy metal music, but then you had that one friend that was into the really fringe uh, craziness of some of it. Yeah. So you could have uh, just one cultist-type uh, group out there and if they've got you know a few members in each say you know houston san antonio austin yep. uh dallas you know they've got a few members i mean it doesn't take much for them to oh look we're driving down the road you know our one of our things is you know we get power from you know killing a horse maybe they're they're taking the blood you know some of these uh think that you know the animal blood that gives you certain powers sure. when you drink it and things like that and and you know it, it bothers me because like I said I think it's a, just a, a short step yeah. from doing this to horses to doing it to people you mentioned the little girls um, that one little girl I was I was her parents I mean I would be thinking you know somebody's stalking my child if they kill her horse she gets another horse they kill it yeah exactly. um, I, I think there's there's a little bit more to this than just oh we're driving by and randomly killing a horse I think they're they're stalking these people because you've got to be able to go and get that horse cut the fence get the horse pull the horse out and kill it without being seen. Yeah, it's really and crazy. You can't just drive up and do that. You've got to you've got to actually do your homework in order to say, okay, you know, these people come by twice a day to feed this horse. They're here at nine a.m. and at six p.m. So we can go from six p.m. at night to blah 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 in order to do what we're doing. There's no neighbors. They've got to surveil the situation in order to do this without being videoed. I mean, today everybody's got a camera. Everybody's videoing everything. Yeah. If you don't can't tell me that if somebody saw somebody murdering a horse, they and they wouldn't have their phone out going, "Oh man, I'm going to get a million hits for this." Yeah, and that's that's a great point. I mean, it's amazing to look at any 
uh, large-scale crime and think about how much surveillance is out there and that you can't just get away. Well, thankfully, you can't get away as easily as you could before, but people are obviously getting away with these crimes. And the thing, Jeff, that, you know, there are people, there are some cattle being killed and thing, a few things like that out there. But the horse is the prevalent thing right now, and that's what's kind of like I think we need to really dig into. Why the horse? Why a horse? And we believe there are probably different scenarios. Meat trade, maybe. You know, you see young girls, and it wasn't just those three girls. It was when you go down that from Port Mansfield driving up to San Antonio, that route, it was all young girls on horses having, you almost think it's someone who, was jilted by a girl on a, that was in a rodeo or something. You know, it's a weird or a young girl who was mad at others. I don't know. Very strange scenario. But the others, these, these stabbings and a lot of these other stuff, why horses? There are dogs. You think a dog in many cases would be a closer thing to a family than maybe a horse out in the pasture. But there's something to this that is symbolic with the horse. And uh, it's something that definitely needs to be looked at. But Jeff, something else I want to talk about, because you live in a rural area, and I travel to rural areas all the time. People tend to think, Jeff, that anything that happens on planet Earth is on social media a minute later. But there are many things still happening in rural areas that people don't talk about. So when you start actually shaking hands, talking to people, ask questions, you find out a lot of stuff that the world doesn't know about. So if you're just hearing about some of these things that barely, if it weren't for the Pearland, Texas situation in 2020 with the five horses in one week killed in a major media center, none of these Texas things would have made anything other than local coverage. And then beyond that, a lot of people will tell you this, but they don't want to tell officials. Lots of people, uh, you know, a cow gets killed in a pasture. Yeah. Well, if you go down to the local feed store or the local coffee house, it's, it, you know, guys are sitting around the table drinking coffee at, you know, 630 in the morning before they hit the hay fields and stuff. They're talking about it. Yeah. But these are these are people that don't have social media. These are, are men in their, you know, 60s, 70s, even 50s. You know, I'm in my 50s. But they don't have social media like I do, like you do. Mm-hmm. These are these are men that that you know they swap tails at the at the coffee table or at the feed store, you know, standing around the counter uh, while their feed's being loaded up, and they don't tell the local newspaper, they don't tell anything, and unless you sit with them at that table, you don't hear it. Nobody does. And these things happen all the time. I know uh, recently there have been a few cattle uh, killed here locally. And uh, people have said, oh, you know, it's, it's people going hog hunting at night. And I've said, no, I don't think so. Because if you're hog hunting at night, most people that are hog hunting, they either have night vision, they have thermal, or they have some sort of uh, predator hunting Gear. It's not like it was when I was a kid when you're riding around just shining a flashlight out yeah, to a pasture. Sure, different way. Um, and, you know, granted, a couple of killings may be due to a stray bullet, but when you look at some of these cattle and you see that that bullet was expertly placed right in the vitals, you know, it wasn't hitting the gut, it wasn't hitting the hip, and then died weeks later. This was shot right dead in the heart, lung area, and you're going, 
Somebody put that there. Pray, prepare, and pack heat. It's time for some dark outdoors defense strategies and techniques. This week's dark outdoors defense is nothing technical. It's not about a new technology. It's something practical, and it's something I believe outdoors lovers should do. I do it all the time without fail now. I always carry a long gun with me when I'm traveling into the backcountry to at least keep in the vehicle. Where legal, I carry it into the field. But if not, I keep it in my vehicle. Because if you run into criminal elements, if you run into meth runners, a psycho, whatever, a group of people, they're a lot more likely to be intimidated if you bust out with a 12-gauge or an AR with a 30-round mag than they are just your handgun. I believe it could be a life-saving thing. The intimidation factor of the long gun, it just does something to people's psyche. I recently talked with a police officer who had a riot situation going on, and there were armed police officers there with their handguns, and the rioters weren't really responding so much. But one guy showed up with a shotgun, and it changed the entire situation. So this isn't about killing someone trying to get you. This is about deterrence. This is about, and if you have to, doing what you have to do. But a long gun, keep it in your vehicle. If you have to get it out, you have to defend yourself with it. It's something that can really, really get the attention of bad guys. Again, where it's legal, where I'm scouting in the woods for hunting or wherever, where it's legal, I will carry it on me. But it will always be in my vehicle because a lot of the times in the great outdoors, the transactions between good and evil happen around the vehicle. Busting out the AR or the shotgun might send a bad guy into a panic and save your life and maybe his too. Dark Outdoors Defense is brought to you by Hog Hunt USA, an app created to help control the hog population by helping more people kill more hogs more often. They're doing this by building a network of outfitters and landowners to provide excellent hunting opportunities at a big discount. I totally dig that. The hunts begin in January, but starting in October, you can log in to upload pictures of your hog hunts for a chance to win a night vision scope, gift certificate for a hunting rifle, and other hog hunting gear. We'll be reporting about this here on Dark Outdoors and other media platforms. Don't forget, Hog Hunt USA, it's going to be a game changer in the hunting world. And I think it, it needed to be addressed at a lot of these things. So if you're listening out there and you're not someone who is apt to share, but maybe you got some details um, in terms of, hey, you know of a horse killing here or there, reach out to me, Chester at ChesterMoore.com. Of course, if it's your horse, you got information on someone doing a criminal thing, you go call law enforcement. But if you know of maybe some horse killings that haven't been reported, that kind of stuff, hit me up with a message because we're trying to raise awareness to this and let people know to get to the bottom of it. And it's weird, Jeff, because I don't normally cover agriculture. I'm a wildlife guy and do this true crime outdoor stuff. But this crosses all boundaries. Many hunters and fishermen have horses. And these are all in outdoor settings and people are encountering this. And in my opinion, if someone is willing to come up and stab a horse or shoot a horse on a property and you happen to be there around the same time, you could very much be in danger. So it's important to, 
to keep an eye on this and to let people know this is really going on. I mean, I was talking to one of the kids that we work with, um, one of their um, uh, CPS uh, workers that were working with them and uh, happened to mention exotic animal theft, a different subject. This woman had never met me, had no idea about the horse stuff. Said, yeah, I just had two horses killed in Newton. This was about a year ago. And they didn't report it. Two of their horses were killed in their barns in Newton, Texas. So that's others added to this to this great mystery that's going on out there. And it's almost like a perfect crime because it'll get some heat from like animal rights people. But in my opinion, a lot of this is just going to gloss over most law enforcement because it's not a Texas Parks and Wildlife issue because it's not an animal. It's not a game animal. Um, it's not a human issue so much, but it's something that deeply impacts people. So people doing this, uh, there'll be some heat and some investigation, but there are too many other things going on criminal wise for law enforcement to really sink their teeth into this stuff. And, you know, we don't have the livestock, uh, uh, police type, type things here in East Texas, like they do in some of your other areas. So our local law enforcement, okay, so-and-so's cow got killed. Well, that's important, but it's on the back burner because we got meth dealers. We got crackheads. We got all of this stuff going on, human trafficking, all this stuff. Uh, We've got a law enforcement agencies that are undermanned, uh, underpaid, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. So a a dead cow or a dead horse isn't getting the attention that it could get. If it was, you know, front page in, say, the Houston Chronicle or something like that, you know, when you have these rural areas, and you and I found this out, just like you you said, that, you know, you look into it and you can only find one or two that were publicly talked about in newspapers and things. But then you start finding, like you said, the ones in Newton and a couple around here and things like that. And all of a sudden you come up, you've got eight, ten 12 dead horses and I know Texas is a huge state but when you have 10 or 12 horses that were actually purposefully killed yep murdered so to speak um, then you start going wait a minute how many more are not reported mm-hmm. you know we found three that were reported and we found eight that weren't yeah it's wild, man. And like I said before, I, I, there there's something going on. You said it. We both said it. There's something going on because you don't just drive down the road. No normal human being just drives down the road, sees a horse in someone's pasture in a corral, and just says, hmm, I think I'm going to go kill that horse. Mm-hmm. That, that that kind of mentality is just so far beyond our realm of what's right and wrong. Yep. You know, it's really interesting. I don't care who you are. There was one particular report I won't mention just because of the privacy of the individual involved that they were public because, when it happened, and there was a newspaper report because they were you know, a fairly notable person, and then it just went silent. It went silent, like nothing, no info on their social media, no cries or rewards. So there may be some intimidation and things going on out there. But 
Uh, we appreciate you joining the program, and uh, it's totally fascinating that uh, this is going on, unfortunately, but we're trying to make people think that there's and, and know that there is something really going on. If you got information, you can email me at chester at chestermore.com. Of course, any criminal-related information, any details you have about uh, who might be doing some of this stuff, please contact, not me, law enforcement. If you know someone who maybe had their horse killed and would like to talk about it on the air, and raise awareness. We'd love to have him on the program. And Jeff, always thank you. And you can find Jeff Crypto Hulk Stewart on Facebook and uh, follow his social media out there. Thanks for being on, buddy. My pleasure as usual, my friend. This is Chester Moore, editor-in-chief of Texas Fishing Game, the oldest and largest outdoor magazine in Texas, and its sister website, fishgame.com. Between these two award-winning outlets, we cover everything outdoors in Texas and beyond. While we provide you with plenty of hook-and-bullet how-to information, we have committed to our resources to bringing you the most comprehensive coverage of wildlife, habitat, and environmental issues that we can. You can get this award-winning coverage by subscribing to the Texas Fishing Game Print Edition, six issues a year, by calling 800-725-1134. That's 800-725-1134. Or going online to fishgame.com. You can also sign up for our three times per week e-newsletter to stay current on everything affecting fishing, hunting, camping, shooting, and enjoying the glorious great outdoors. We hope you've enjoyed the program. If you would like a special PDF of our dark outdoor survival tips, email chester at chestermore.com. That's chester at chestermore.com. Connect with our blog at darkoutdoors.com and also see exclusive video content. Remember, before you enter the great outdoors, pray, prepare, and pack heat.